Honestly, I didn't always like Christmas when I was young. There was always this big disappointment when I didn't find a pony in the backyard as a Christmas present. Well, maybe my expectations were just a bit high. But when I learned about the actual roots of what we call Christmas, but what is actually a much older pagan celebration of the winter solstice, my interest got piqued. It's all about our connection to the cycles of nature and some magic in the form of plants and mushrooms. So let's dig into the weeds. I grew up in Germany, so of course I have very fond memories from my childhood of making Christmas decorations with my grandma and the Christmas cookies, of course, and all the nice smells of the spices that are typical for this season, um, Yeah, about which we're going to talk a bit more later. Um, but I could have easily thrown out this um, tradition of celebrating Christmas in my life. I kind of totally lost it in my 20s. I had other things to do and it seemed kind of, I don't know, old-fashioned or <laughs> kind of not necessary. In my 30s, I lived uh, in Brazil. I lived 10 years in Brazil. And being on, in the southern hemisphere and in a hot country, it just doesn't make any sense. It's also, the tradition is not really rooted there. I mean, they do celebrate Christmas. Um, but in a way, you know, it's kind of not even distinguishable from the New Year celebrations. Uh, it's just a family meal and uh, food. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, so, yeah, you of course, you don't get that Christmassy feeling when it's cold outside and, um, yeah, when it has like 30 degrees and it's hot and summer and sunshine. So in that phase of my life, yeah, I also kind of, okay, you know, forget about Christmas, don't worry. Um, then I had my own children and, of course, those memories kept creeping in and I thought about Christmas and I was wondering, you know, if we shouldn't have presents and I should kind of pass on this family heritage of my traditional Christmas celebration. So I was just wondering. yeah. And then um, I lived in this alternative community with other families. So of course, we also questioned from another viewpoint, not only that we were living in Brazil, it was hot and nobody had the same Christmas traditions that I had coming from the north but also questioning of course all the you know all this present buying and the the materialism that is associated with that and you know what what do you really want to pass on to your children you know do you want to model that the the woman of the family has to cook and to bake and and to totally stress out and to invite half of the family and I mean this was of course not at all my thing And I was definitely decided to not keep this tradition going um, you know, of all the work and all the, yeah, kind of, um, yeah, all the work that lasts, that um, is on the shoulders of the housewife. So, and the gifts and the presents and all that, yeah, also on the other hand, not really um, filled with a lot of meaning. But of course, I have nothing against the Christmas cookies or the beautiful decorated tree. So there were still elements that I kind of liked. And I saw in my children that they were asking me 
um, for that. And they were kind of, yeah, getting interested in that. Or always when I mentioned something, they, they sensed that there was something interesting about it. So not much, much Christmas in those years in Brazil. I mean, in, in some years we decorated our little um, chili tree, chili bush that we had in front of the house with a couple of lights and decorations. But yeah, it felt out of place, out of time. Yeah, it was just not the moment. But now I'm back in Europe and I don't live in a particularly cold climate. So it's also still very different than living in Germany and really having this very dark time where you have only a few hours of sun during the day. It might even snow, but I can tell you, don't count on that. Normally it doesn't snow end of December. Uh, if it snows, it's more like in January or February normally. So, But still, you know, you have this feeling really of the winter solstice and that it's dark and cold and it's nice to be cozy inside. So I introduced a couple of those rituals of Christmas back into my life with my children and my family. Also because of the background that, uh, yeah, it was really fascinating when I started reading about the shamanic origins of Christmas. So what we celebrate is actually has not much to do with the religious um, traditions and uh, the origin is way way older i mean the reindeers give us a clue so all of this comes from the northern regions siberia and traditional peoples that were um yeah breeding reindeers in the north in the cold climates in the deep snow Uh, way before Christianity, so it has nothing to do with that. It was more like something, you know, the, the, the church couldn't get rid of uh, those celebrations. Yeah, People were just continuing to cut Christmas trees and decorate them and celebrate all their rituals. And I think the, the church tried to say, no, stop it. And this is all, you know, pagan and not good. And we don't want this anymore until they gave up and said, okay, come on. Yeah. Then we just say we celebrate the birth of Christ. Yeah. So it was more kind of a giving up. You know, they couldn't really change those old customs and traditions of people. Uh, so they just said, okay, then let's say it's the birth of Christ. Okay. But of course, what it actually is, is the birth of the light. Yeah. The birth of the sun um, in those lowest days where the, the, yeah, you have very few hours of sunlight during the day. The sun uh, doesn't seems not to rise and it might it was also a very tough time for people of course you know it was very cold many died of hunger or uh, or of the coldness so it was a big thing that the sun was indeed coming back and the days were getting longer so it is this celebration of the return of the light yeah and the christmas tree the the pine tree or fir uh, tree is the uh, very old pagan symbol of the world tree which connects the the world the underworld the middle world and the upper world so the tree with the roots and rising so high up in the sky was connecting those three worlds for people and symbolizing um yeah this this connection to the sky and this hope for the sun to return so we have all kinds of symbols in our Christmas tradition that are deeply rooted in those um, ancient 
customs of those peoples of the north and in shamanism from the age of witchcraft. So um, let's start with, with what should we start? <laughs> There's so many symbols. So why do we put those round little Christmas balls on the Christmas tree? Yeah. So the, the, these Arctic peoples in the Laps and uh, Siberian um, peoples, they were uh, sledding the reindeers. Uh, so here's the sled, there's the reindeer. So why is the reindeer flying and the sled flying? This is also very uh, absurd, of course, but it starts to make sense. We know that those peoples that lived in the, their shamanic traditions, they used hallucinogenic plants to get insight and uh, visions and to connect to the, the upper world. So they used the Amanita mushroom, the little red with the white dots mushroom that is toxic, yes, but a way to reduce the toxicity is by drying it. Yeah. So the tree grows uh, under the pine trees, so it seems to almost grow from the roots of the pine tree. Like people thought it is growing directly from the pine tree, from the world tree. Yeah, this was another, um, yeah, connecting this symbology with the lower world and middle world and upper world. Yeah, because it was the consumption of the Amanita mushroom which gave them the hallucinogenic effects to kind of travel uh, to other worlds and receive their um, visions and guidance for the for the year. So the Amanita mushroom was growing under the fir trees. People were collecting and drying the Amanita mushroom. Uh, the To dry them, they kind of just poked them on the fir trees on the pine trees they were kind of sticking them to the needles so they could dry in the sun while they were picking more mushrooms and so they picked the whole day so there we have it we have the red bright red mushrooms on the pine trees drying in the sun this is what we do with our red decorations so every time you hang like a red little shiny ball as a decoration on your Christmas tree be aware it's symbolizing the Amanita mushroom yes and then they put all the mushrooms in a big sack yes in a big sack exactly that you then shoulder and carry home maybe you have to enter your house through the chimney because of course there is two or three meters of snow in that time of the year in Siberia so they were entering through the chimney and then putting the, the mushroom in little sacks or little socks and hanging them around the chimney so they could further dry. Yeah, so here we have already many, many of our symbols, the sacks and the red balls on the Christmas tree and the little goodies in the socks around the chimney. So there's already lots of those uh, symbols uncovered uh, in this little story, in this his, uh, of history. And um, so the effect of the Amanita mushroom, it is toxic and it's not the nicest hallucinogenic drug to take definitely because it has unwanted side effects. Um, but one way, and this the Siberian folks learned from the reindeers, so also the reindeers were eating the Amanita mushroom and probably enjoying the hallucinogenic effects. But the side effects, yeah, it's not that good for your liver. Um, a high dose, of course, can be lethal. So what the reindeers learned, or what, let's say, let's start like this, what the 
what people were observing that the reindeer were licking their own yellow urine from the snow. So the yellow patches on the snow where the reindeers urinated, they were licking this, the reindeers. Uh, and the shamans found out that this is actually because then they can enjoy the the hallucinogenic effects of the amanita mushroom without the toxic side effects yeah so it's practically filtration through the body yeah you filter the toxic substances uh, through the body of the reindeer and then the reindeer knows ah now it's good you know now i'm not gonna have those nasty cramps or whatever it causes anymore if they just lick the substance from their urine and then it is already filtered and toxic substances have been removed before when it went the first time through the reindeer yeah it was uh, yeah processed through the liver so the shamans learned this from the reindeers and then they did the same and they also used the, sh the amanita mushroom in that way kind of pre-filtered by the reindeers to have a nicer trip without the nasty side effects and what the effect that the amanita mushroom gives you actually if you would take it is a sensation of flying so that you fly and also that other objects fly for example the reindeers so here is the vision you know flying reindeers with the sled in the sky yeah this is next time you see santa claus up there flying in the sled in some image or film you know why he's flying up there he is hallucinating on amanita mushrooms yeah uh, i find this so interesting really it's it's yeah it's just amazing so um this explains big part of this symbology Yeah, so much about the shamanic origins of Christmas. I have some of this information. There, there is a good article on the internet. I think it's called Shaman Klaus, the shamanic um, origins of Christmas. And also the book of Christian Retsch. It's called Pagan Christmas. Is yeah full of more details around this story. And yeah, really super, super interesting. So for me, I don't know, I have to admit, I felt kind of a relief. <laughs> so I rather prefer, you know, this kind of gave me more permission, let's say, or more um, yeah, interest to really go back to celebrating my own childhood Christmas rituals. Because I mean, you know, now they connect me to so much more um, than an oppressive patriarchal religion you know they connect me to to nature rituals and the celebration of the winter solstice and yeah to plants and fungi so this yeah kind of really started my back to christmas um, process and now i do the full thing we have uh, in in germany we also have this tradition of um the uh, um, of those four Christmas candles that you light on the four Sundays before Christmas. So you have kind of a, a pine branch, um, I think you call this a wreath or something, yeah, like a round uh, thing that you put on the table and then you put those four candles on it and you light a candle on the fourth uh, Sunday before Christmas and then every Sunday one candle more so the light is growing as you move into the darker season so that's also a very nice 
symbology and of course you bake the Christmas cookies and all that and the children have their advents calendar where they can open a little door every day and get a little chocolate and can count the days until Christmas which is of course the darkest day of the year so it makes all kind of in a way more sense to me now and I feel more at home with this uh, ritual since I know the the deeper meaning and the deeper connections and it was also really funny you know when I lived in in Brazil what I observed about religion you know it was this funny mix I mean really you know you would go to people's houses on the countryside you know where people had uh, still this kind of uh, um not still i mean this is this is the religion there of course you know there's african influences from the slavery and you know there's african goddesses uh, next to maria and the um saint john and uh, other saints that they um adore and yeah they have like uh, christian figures and saints right next to their African voodoo goddesses and I was always thinking like wow what a crazy mix so, but then since then I realized yeah we have just the same crazy mix in our symbology and we have no clue what what those um, customs that we are celebrating actually mean and we also just overlaying the the solstice celebration with the birth of Christ which had nothing nothing to do in the in the beginning I mean there's no mention of a Christmas tree in the Bible I mean there's also in the Holy Land of course they don't grow any their pine trees are not growing there so <laughs> yeah this is totally clear that it doesn't come from there originally that it's way way older but that this is just what happens you know this is i mean a custom is kind of a ritual that doesn't have a meaning anymore yeah the true meaning we are not aware of that anymore what it meant to really have to prepare for this cold season how you feel if the days get shorter and shorter and the food uh, shortage and the extreme cold and you know people had to get together inside and light a candle and have those those rituals were keeping them alive in a way you know were feeding their hope that the sun would return and it was it had really deep meaning and was really important to survive those times yeah or to to gain the inside and to travel to the other worlds using those hallucinogenic uh, fungi and yeah it all had a deep 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 meaning you know i mean today yeah sure we can give it the meaning we want you know maybe we just celebrate love and our family and it's just a nice family time this is also of course um yeah a good reason But back to the plants. So the Christmas time is of course also a time for incense and smoke. So people have always smoked, even before tobacco came to Europe, they have smoked different herbs like coltsfoot or whatever grew around them. There were certain herbs that were smokable and of course also hemp and opium. Um, so the yeah the use of hemp was actually uh, really widespread even until I think until even when there was already tobacco you know people mixed tobacco and hemp and they were selling the, this tobacco this mix of tobacco and hemp cigarettes until the 19 1925 I have read in the book of Christian Retsch Pagan Christmas so yeah this 
uh, was and, and of course you see in some depictions of the Santa Claus uh, you see him with a pipe smoking a pipe yeah or also we have this figure of the Nikolaus yeah the Nikolaus in Germany um, comes on the 6th of December so the children would put a boot outside yeah one boot or, or both I can't remember really but you put the boot outside in the morning you come and have a look and then you find like um, nuts and figs and dates and mandarins and maybe some chocolate and walnuts definitely in your boot and this is the little present of the Santa Claus who comes yeah comes to only to the good children of course who behaved well in that year and the bad children get Uh, the rod which is a hazel hazelnut rod traditionally so here we have already some plants so the hemp the hazelnut rod um, the spices the dates the figs the walnuts the apples the tangerines the biscuits that are often made uh, the Christmas cookies that are often made with spices like ginger and cinnamon and nutmeg and clove and black pepper anise Uh, dried orange peel or candied orange peel and lemon peel, vanilla and cacao. Those are all the smells and spices that reminds of, remind us of Christmas. And it's so funny because, oh yeah, we have to go back to the smoke again. Now I'm, I'm uh, getting a bit off track here, but it doesn't matter in which order we talk about this. So the spices, um, remind me to talk about the smoke later. <laughs> um, the spices are now coming back to me you know studying about ayurveda and you know in ayurveda it's very important and i use this a lot with clients you know just to balance their constitution if somebody uh, tends to be cold and uh, needs to warm up their digestion to digest the food better because yeah or they have certain health issues or it's just the type of person they are or even more of course if we are in winter and it is cold outside then i often recommend people drinking uh, those spices in form of a tea yeah just making a nice chai like tea like an indian chai which is clove and cinnamon and black pepper and nutmeg or cardamom is also a really good one and it's often in the mix so those warming teas it's a really good habit actually to drink those warming teas during the cold months and i do this actually i make my own little spice mix i just put some cinnamon and a little black pepper and clove and cardamom and maybe star anise and um, yeah in into a grinder coffee grinder grind it a bit up and then i add a te teaspoon of that to water and let it boil a bit or actually i just drink my normal my different teas that i drink for other reasons but i warm them up a little bit with adding this spice mix this chai uh, tea blend that i have in a different jar in a separate jar yeah so i can just make my teas a notch hotter in kind of energetic value with those herbs that warm up the digestion and warm up the body and the smell yeah that reminds you of christmas so it's also good also after christmas of course you also need those in january and february when it's still very cold and you need your warming chai tea so it's a great thing it also helps digestion a lot so it can reduce um, indigestion or if you suffer from reflux or burping 
or things like that it can just help you digest your food better and faster so that's also a good effect of those spices and of course that's also great to digest all the heavy christmas foods that we eat usually in this time of the year or at the christmas dinner and all the cookies and all that so yeah those spices actually have of course um this this effect also in the cookies it's a great thing to add some ginger and cinnamon and clove to our cookies to make them easier to digest so yeah i think that's a really really nice custom that is worth keeping alive this tradition okay back to our smokes i didn't forget um, so smoking and also of course yeah smoking like inhaling in form of a cigarette or pipe but also the use of incense just burning dried herbs or barks or resins yeah often resins like pine resin or mastic gum i have actually i live here on a land that is full of the mastic gum tree i, I have like i don't know 300 or i don't know really a lot of them here on our land and sometimes not so much in this season i don't know what's happening i can't get a hold of the the gum the resin when the tree has a niche it's like a bushy smaller uh, yeah a shrub let's say and the resin comes of course out of the bark when there is like a a, a branch broken off or something and this resin when it dries is used as a natural chewing gum i learned in greece they sell it and use it like that apparently and also as a spice for food and cookies and yeah you can also smoke it yeah you can burn it as an incense let's say not smoke by inhaling directly in a cigarette that i'm not so sure about but definitely adding it to a little blend a little incense blend and then just burn it on some charcoal that is appropriate for this kind of um, yeah burning of incense so yeah and of course also other all warming spices and pine resin other resins or barks that have a nice smell uh, like cinnamon for example but i guess there are also some local barks that uh, that smell nice and of course also just dried herbs you know if you cut some lavender or some mugwort and let it dry and wrap it up or before drying actually you would kind of wrap it up and make it make a long incense stick out of it yeah you can just get some cotton thread and wrap it around i did this here with my friend maureen robertson she's an herbalist that lives here around the corner i'm really happy about that and i go to her herbal study groups every month and we did those um it was actually the chinese mugwort the one that is used also to make um those acupuncture um those burning little burning uh, things that an acupuncturist would use if they use heat together with the needles so this chinese mugwort um, we made incense sticks and wrapped it with a cotton thread and then let it dry and i was like okay okay you know now it's the time it's also what we call in germany it's also an ancient pagan ritual the raw nights or in german it's called die Rauhnächte the raw nights which are those darkest darkest nights of the year around christmas um i think it's 12 nights or yeah different sources say a bit like different things about when it exactly starts and how long it exactly takes but it's about 10 or 12 nights or something 
around the winter solstice where yeah which you can use for introspection you know there comes also in this element now of looking for a vision for the next year or just yeah a mindfulness practice and giving thanks and getting insight for the new year or something like that lighting the candles and having some rituals and this kind of smudging or cleansing the house with smoke is part of this tradition and rituals and i was like okay come on yeah i do it you know i'm not the most kind of esoteric person <laughs> i'm more down to earth but i'm attracted to to those things in a way and i think you know they of course they make a little difference of course i mean the smoke is kind of bringing us this meditative quality or cleansing quality you know it's not total woo woo or you know just an ancient thing and today we know that there's actually no effect or so i mean those rituals bring us i don't even know how to express it this is probably the thing you know they bring us in contact with things we can't really express and with um uh yeah hard to explain okay you know what i mean maybe you know better what i mean because yeah as i said i'm sometimes a bit hesitant if it gets like too 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 mystical but i'm also attracted by it very much so i grabbed this incense stick that i made with my herbalist friend Maureen made of mugwort of chinese mugwort and i burned the end of the thing i gave one to my daughter she was of course no for her this is just you know fun and great and interesting and exciting and we just smudged the whole house with the smoke and around the house and our camper van and everything here on the land so it just felt like you know let's clean the spaces let's have some good thoughts and get into this meditative state about our life and what we're thankful for and just cleaning out bad energies letting good new energies come in it just felt right to do it and yeah it was actually uh, really nice and i was like hey yeah I'm, i should do this just every day during those raw nights i mean i didn't do it every day but i'm going to repeat it a couple of times um during this time of the year so this is a new family custom <laughs> a new family ritual uh that i can pass on to my kids i mean new and old no? kind of forgotten but still i mean you know, maybe my my grandma did that or my grand great grandma uh, i wonder how they used uh, incense or you no know, burning herbs or smoking herbs or whatever would be interesting to know but yeah definitely there's a lot that happened around smoke and smoking and burning of resins and barks and dried herbs Okay, so remember to put lots of ginger and cinnamon and clove into your Christmas cookies to digest them better if you bake any. If not, just make a lovely chai and drink warming teas that warm up the body and aid your digestion every day through during the cold season, not only for Christmas. And if you share some magic mushrooms with your family under the Christmas tree, it's totally up to you. Don't blame it on me. And yeah, I also want to thank my lovely listeners here of the podcast because I get such nice emails from you and feedback and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So I definitely am very thankful if you leave me a review. And the best thing that happened last week due to a listener of the podcast is actually that one of you bought as a Christmas present for his parents 
uh, a health cons consultation with me. So he gave each of his parents a health consultation with me as a Christmas present. I I find this is so thoughtful and an amazing gift, of course. So I can just encourage you and give pass this idea on. You find my health packages on my website, herbalhelp.net. That's also the way to contact me. So you can just use the contact form on the site, herbalhelp.net. And you can check out my health packages and my health consultations and prices and everything. And yeah, you can also just write an email to tamara at herbalhelp.net or find me on my Instagram. I'm a bit lazy with posting, but when I post, it's usually something herb related. So my Instagram is also herbal.help. And yeah, those are the ways to stay in touch with you here in between the episodes. And yeah, see you next time. And have a nice Christmas and winter solstice celebration. Ciao, ciao.